Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as I usually am with my good friend, confidant, and longtime buddy, David Michael Pridham, and we are recording from an unusual location. We've actually taken it upon ourselves to enter the bunker where we believe Mark Zuckerberg is, along with all of his users' personal data. We're not afraid, David, to go to whatever extent necessary it is to get to the bottom of a big story like Facebook monetizing their customers. We're in the bunker, and it's, it's, it's packed down here because there's a lot of uh, personal data that's been stored down here over the years and then recycled and sold and sold and recycled and recycled and sold. But it's packed down here, Brad. There's not enough food and water. What I understand is they're rationing the water yeah. and they're letting everyone to take two two-minute showers a week with recycled water. And that includes all the data. It includes all of it. Yeah, you have to keep the data clean. And to add insult to injury, as much as Facebook likes to consider itself green, near as I can tell, all of these bare bulbs are incandescent. Yeah. So imagine the carbon footprint that's down here as well. Uh, on, on the upside, though, they do serve as little mini heaters. Well, those are nice. Yeah. So we'll uh, circle back to that issue uh, coming up later in the podcast. David, how are you feeling? Feeling good. A lot went into that uh, promo. You've been working on that? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Intro, not a promo. Intro. Yeah, it's more of an intro than a promo. But We've uh, done promos before. A couple of them. Yeah. A couple of them. Like, they, for example, this next spot is brought to you by Marlboro No Filters. Ah, Marlboro yes. No Filters, the most refreshing smoke on the planet. On the like planet. that type of thing? As far as you know. Yes. As far as you know. Yeah. Not a menthol, though. No. And you, want, you wouldn't want an unfiltered camel. We've got to watch out, though. We don't want people tweeting to shut us down with all the advertisers, so we've got to be quiet. That's right. No. We don't want to be offensive. offensive. They're not a sponsor. Not on our first time back in a while. A little hiatus. Has been a while. A little trip to Europe, a couple trips to Asia, licensing intellectual properties across the globe. Across the globe. Driving. And beyond. Stick shift vans. That's a a great story that we'll tell in a little (laughs) bit. At some point in time, we'll have to tell. Let Uh, me just say, no one drives a stick shift uh, conversion van better than my colleague here. Quite, quite like I do, yeah. Um, try to stay away from any self-incriminating comments with respect to that. Band. And bad seafood, of course. You had some bad seafood. Had some bad trip. seafood. Yeah. Good tasting, but uh, you know, had didn't a agree with you. A, had a little bit of a, of a secondary response kind of a thing. Yeah, we punched our way through that as well. TMI. And, uh, made it all the way up to the Netherlands. Or so you thought. Which is always a good time, right? In a country completely surrounded by dikes. So, uh, what's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? What do you think about this Facebook thing? Oh, I love the Facebook. Facebook, the tweeter. I love the Facebook. The Instaface. I love all social media. I love especially the fact that they track everything you're doing. Isn't that great? That's become more and more apparent. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. You, you, you'll be hearing more about this in the coming weeks. Yes. And months. And months. And weeks. Potentially years. No, hopefully not years. But um, there are a lot of interesting patent applications that these folks are filing uh, surrounding uh, collecting uh, data and, as Tim Cook uh, puts it, monetizing their customers. Tim Cook. Yeah. Not the guy from the Lumbo, the other Tim Cook. the CEO of Apple, I would presume. Although the guy from the Lumbo might have said the same thing. It was the Lumbo. They're probably monetizing their customers as well. 
soon they'll be making another run. Let's hope. Let's hope. <clears throat> I'll tell you who used to love that was um, Doc. Remember Doc on the love boat? Yeah. He loved monetizing certain customers. Yeah, well. Married like eight times. Bernie Capel, played by a young, vibrant Bernie Capel. He was a man of standards. Man of means. Yeah. By no means. King of the road. King of the road. Yeah. yeah. So, Facebook, they've got themselves in a bit of what we would like to refer to uh, here on IP frequently as a pickle. Themselves into a bit of a pickle. Quandary. Quandary. A catch twenty-two. Catch could be a catch twenty-two. Vicious circle. Death spiral. Not really sure what the appropriate uh, label would be, uh, but they're certainly in some hot water. Because we can go there with uh, with all sorts of folks, right? Because it's become increasingly apparent that they are willing to sell what people would consider to be their personal and biographical information to the highest bidder in order to make some money. But I think you have an interesting insight or perspective on you know, what that may mean in light of what big tech has been doing to weaken the patent system. Well, that's right, Brad. And funny you should mention that, um, because I do have a new Forbes article out. Of course, ah. I'm a contributor at Forbes. Mm -hmm. Forbes. And um, I know where my bread is buttered, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so um, what I can say about that is, one, I, you know, we'll, we'll direct you all to the uh, Forbes website via IPWire.com, which is, of course, at the forefront of uh, 21st sec century technology, intellectual property and otherwise, among other things. Sundry items, yeah. Uh, and, um, but we do have a new article up there where we address the Facebook issue, both in terms of the uh, big scandal that's rocking the globe right now has a lot of people downloading all of their personal data from Facebook and pulling the plug on the social media conglomerate. Um, and uh, sort of the interplay between that big scandal and the fact that Facebook has been on the forefront of um, you know, the, this large tech battle with the U.S. innovation system, uh, basically uh, attacking what was at one time the greatest intellectual property protection system in the world, which has now become a, um, uh, you know, a shell of its former self. I believe we were 12th at this point. Tiny. Behind Italy. Behind Italy. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that is scary. And behind, like, such great places as uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Um, Angola. Angola. Yeah. Places of that. They're, they're all ahead of us now in the patent system. Planet Vulcan is way ahead, but that's that's a different that's podcast. A different thing. They don't let emotion get in the way of their patenting system, which is part yeah. of our problem here. And they also have that vice grip that they can you imagine if you were able to just put that vice grip on people you didn't like and just take yeah. care of like Mr. Spock did. It was really just like a Fujitsu massage. Yeah. Jujitsu. Fujitsu is a That's how we get you. It's a hey, let me just give you a little back rub. Yeah. Next thing you know you're passed out. Some people probably like it. Some people probably do like it. There's a little break. You know, people are day. in uh, you know, lots of different things. Yeah. But that's a different podcast. That is also a different podcast. Correct. So yeah, I mean, so you've got you've got Facebook now, whose business model is teetering, as uh, you know, its users become aware that basically one of the key ways that they are driving revenue is by, as Tim Cook would put it, monetizing their customers, which I think is is a good way to put it. And in a patent system, in the U.S. patent system of yesteryear. They may be able to fall back on on other streams of revenue, or at least sit comfortably knowing that they have their core social media platform technology well protected through their patents. 
But today, not so much. I don't think so. I saw a video over the weekend that reminded me of the current situation that Facebook is uh, found itself in, and it's a video of um, these gentlemen on the banks of this river, which appears to be in South America, but it could be anywhere in the world. It would be in uh, Rio if it was in South America. It could be in South America. Right. And uh, what they're doing is they're throwing stakes into the river, and then they're just the piranha are just coming and devouring the stakes. Stakes, S-T-E-A-K-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not like uh, something you Not drive like through a vampire's heart. Right. Um, anyway, the, 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 so it's basically a feeding frenzy, and that's what you see now. You see a feeding frenzy on the side of all the politicians who are lining up to attack the Facebook business model, which they certainly have every right to do because there are a lot of concerns that are raised by the use of personal data to bolster one's bottom line um, and, and benefit uh, Wall Street. Facebook must not be putting enough lobbying money. No, they're putting it in the wrong places, obviously. Um, but it's not face it's Facebook. If it's not Facebook, sure. it's Google. If it's not Google, it's Mike. Yeah. So it's all these all these large companies yep. that are mining the data. If you ever wonder why it is that um, you know when you're in a certain location, you're getting served ads on your Facebook, it's because they're keeping track of you. They're keeping track of who you talk to, when you talk to them, who you interact with, where you are, what you buy, and all this stuff. And then they're selling that to advertisers. So that's how they make their money. Um, and um, it, you know that that is what it is. But it, your point is a good one, which is actually my point from my Forbes article that you sort of pirated. Um, it, it's that it, in the old days, back even hell, even ten years ago, Facebook could have been confident in, mar in its market position uh, and uh, fallen back on the fact that you know, regardless of what happens with changes they have to make to their business model because of privacy concerns. They could still rest assured that their place um, in the social media market that they've sort of built uh, was safe. And now it, 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 you can't um, you can't fall back on that. You can't fall back on that in terms of uh, other companies trying to do exactly what Facebook does, but maybe market a little bit better. The fact that they're not selling their user data, whether that be new market entrants, whether that be existing companies that pirate or cannibalize. Um, some of Facebook's uh, market share, uh, doing something very, very similar to Facebook, what Facebook does, um, and using methods that would ordinarily be covered by uh, patents and protected by patents. So the, the point is, uh, of the article, is that you have to be very, very careful what you wish for when you're a large company that is uh, lobbying for the destruction of one of the great drivers of American innovation over the first um, Know, 200 years of our existence and that's really what Facebook did that's what Google did and now the chickens my friend the chickens are coming home to roost They've come home to roost yeah. in the chicken house which was formerly Facebook and that's right so actually know. actually I don't know if the house is in the analogy it's that's Facebook I disagree with that well they have to come home and roost somewhere yes I mean, admittedly and I believe the who are the chickens the in this analogy? analogy? I believe the chickens in this analogy would be sort of the abstract concept, if you will, of weakening the patent system, thinking that you're going to benefit from that. But when the weakened patent system comes home to roost in your house, and chickens. you need those are the chickens in the home, in the house, in the in the home and you need the strong patent system in your home, you have these weak patenting chickens that are taking the former position of the strong patent system. 
Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right. I, the thing, the thing that people have to understand when they take a step back and analyze this entire situation is that chickens are filthy animals. Right, and they and if you think they stick, and if you have them in your house, they will destroy the carpeting. Right. God help you with any of your fine uh, fabrics. Forget right. that. No. Forget Do that. Do not let them on your furniture. No. I mean, if you can, if you have a chicken infestation problem, you got to call somebody quickly. Right. But um, try to confine them to your mudroom. Yeah, or your shower. <laughs> like we could seal them into a shower, like with a glass yeah. door, so they, and then let the professionals come in and handle that because they'll they'll destroy your furniture and your carpets in without batting an eyelash. In a heartbeat. Do they have eyelashes, chickens? Probably. Have you ever had all you can eat chicken? I have. Yeah. yeah. Not not like at home. No. When you go to an all you can, I'm not thinking about the kernels either. I'm talking about when you go get like a nice baked chicken dinner. Like up in Rhode Island, where I'm from, yes, they have what you, the, the all you can eat chicken, where you get your salad tossed with Italian dressing, uh-huh. you get your Italian rolls, uh-huh. you get some macaroni with a red marinara sauce, uh-huh. you get the baked Is it chicken. Just the regular elbow macaroni? No, it's usually, sometimes it's the elbow. I think it's usually like a penne. Oh, well, that's nice. Or like a large rig. Okay. Rigatoni. Yeah. Then you get your baked chicken, uh-huh. and then you get French fries. And like all the awards dinners back in the day. Is that bone in? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. it's bone in, my friend. Okay. And you don't get, it's not like you just say, I want breast. Right. You get, you get, you the, get the drumsticks, the you get shirt. the wings, you get the whole. Yeah. And, and, you know, the thigh is the most tasty part of a chicken. Did you know that? Well, I, I think that's probably in the eye of the beholder, or in the thigh of the beholder, perhaps. Well, you think, you think the... The thigh is not the most tasty part of a chicken. Well, I just think it depends on you know who's eating the chicken. Well, but you, that's well, a, let's get your matter. Right? Can you speak for yourself or no? I, I I'm a breast man myself. Are you? Yes. Does it seem a little tough to you? Are you worried about? Well, it the depends fact? on how it's prepared, of course. How well, is it medium rare? Maybe. I mean, you're gonna get, you're as gonna long as kill it, somebody. As, as long as it's you have your mind and moist. You don't like dry chicken. No this is a duck. Chicken. You've got to cook well, that thing all the way duck. through. It's yeah. not all duck. You could serve medium rare. Depends on the duck. It does depend on the duck. Of course it does. What if it, what if the duck has been swimming in? You know, oh, like a Chernobyl duck? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Well, yeah, perhaps a Chernobyl duck. Which well, I don't believe there is such a thing. Yeah, I mean, then well, that's a, that's a different that's a different kettle of fish. Well, that's correct. To use yet another analogy, which takes you back to the piranhas, which mm-hmm. takes you back to that steak, which makes you wonder what kind of steak. I mean, first of all, these look like impoverished gentlemen on the side of the the ocean. Yeah. Who who has ocean. it? It couldn't have been thrown steaks. Well, whatever in the ocean. it was, river, ocean, that was a river, yeah. body of water. Yes. Who has the kind? Of, who has the means to throw a steak? Well, it wasn't it's a like porterhouses? I mean, what I are mean, we talking I about? Tell. I couldn't tell. I could tell. How was the marbling? The marbling didn't look bad. I, I almost thought it could be a ribeye. So I was going to say maybe it was a, a sirloin. But who has the money to do that? Well, I don't know. What was the upshot? I mean, after they threw the steak, there was, there was no steak left. Catch the fish or. Didn't seem like they were trying to. No. Well, maybe they're getting paid. Can you eat piranha? Sure. You've had piranha. It's a little risky. You want them to be dead first. Yeah, but do you want? Would you eat piranha if you could? I well, if I was, if I had thrown all my steak in the river and all that was left was the piranha, I guess I would. Maybe they were trying to fatten them up and then they were going to kill. But the problem is, that you have to. You can't just kill them right away. You have to let them digest the meat, correct? Well, if you want to fatten them up. Then how do you know you're going to get the piranha that ate the meat? Plus, it's tough. I mean, piranhas are like hummingbirds. They burn a lot of calories. It's tough to fatten one up. They're also beautiful singing fish. Singing? Singing. 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 I I haven't heard of piranhas. You've never heard a hummingbird sing? No, a hummingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they're like hummingbirds. Yeah. I said, have you, I'm assuming they make the same, you know, melody 
when they sing. Well, perhaps they do. I don't know that they don't. I thought that's why you Some of the piranhas will whistle through their teeth, which is impressive. It's like whistling past the graveyard. Sort of. Or Dixie. Yeah, I mean, if you're thrown in the river with the piranhas, you'll be whistling right into the graveyard, my friend. I cannot be comfortable being eaten by a fish. Yeah, hundreds of them, not just one. And the minute you're bleeding in that water, forget about it. Forget about it. Well, anyway, that's... Yeah. Speaking of bleeding in the water, that brings us back to Facebook, who have now have got these chickens in their home yeah. that are weak the sharks are circling. chickens. The sharks are circling. The piranhas as well, most likely. So the sharks are the competitors who are Correct. circling around Facebook's Who should be able corpse. to defend themselves. Because they've been ripped apart by the chickens in the coop, by the yeah. piranha on the ocean shore in the bay. In, in the river. And they should be able to defend themselves with their patents, of which they have a number. It's yes. not like Facebook doesn't have patents. They yes. have gone out and gotten them. But ironically, as part of this cabal of big tech companies, they have been working most diligently over the last decade to weaken the patent system. And now, in their darkest hour, when a strong patent system may be able to help them preserve their core technologies, it's not there to be had. And so it will be interesting to see if Facebook, in addition to being consumed by the ire of their former clientele, will likewise be consumed by irony in the sense that they now have a weak patent system, and that's all there is. It's sort of like the Battle of Thermopylae, in a sense, right? If you use the analogy, the say, say the Spartans, yeah. right, were... Um, ready to do battle with the Persians, uh-huh. but before knowing, even though they were, because the Spartans were always ready. Right. right, always ready, yeah. Their motto was next man up, right. correct? They had two kings at the same time, all the time. Well, there you go. One goes to war, the other stays next man up. Yeah. So what's interesting about that is, say the Spartans had banned all defensive armor, all the shields, right. you know, and they'd been stealing the personal information using of certain... Of the Athenians. Of instance. the Athenians. Right in order to sell it to big advertisers and then make a buck. Right. All around the Aegean. Advertisers all over all around the, the globe. Yeah. Well, the globe. It's a 5G world, my friend. It's a 5G world. And then the Persians show up, and here are the Spartans with no, 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 no shields whatsoever, impossible to defend themselves, and they have just bullets raining down on them from Little Bighorn, right? And no possibility... Of defending themselves, right? Right. You've seen the Avengers. We may have. You know where this goes. We may have mixed some historical you know exactly battles where here this goes, my friend. But I don't disagree with your point. And uh, you know, I think this the the Spartans would have probably fared a little better at favorite Spartan of all time. Little Big Horn. Favorite Spartan of all time. Iwo Jima, whichever is the one without the Indians. Now, who is your favorite Spartan of all time? Uh, Dionikis. I'm going to say Irvin Magic Johnson, who was amazing in that title game, beat Larry Bird's Indiana State Sycamore team, and then went on to, how many titles did he win? Five, seven? Indiana State Sycamore. Yeah. You know, you didn't watch that game? Of course not. You're the only person on the planet at the time who didn't watch Indiana State versus Michigan State Spartans, 1978 title game. You didn't see that? No. I, I think it was probably in bed. Okay, I think I think, believe it took place like four in the afternoon at the time. I, I don't think so. Pretty not cool. where I was. Where, not where, you, where were you on Mars? I was in Alaska. You were in Alaska? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was even earlier for you. It was probably 10 in the morning. 
Probably was. You sleep in. I was still in bed. Yeah. Good times. Well, yeah. anyway, I think. But I think the with, you know the the ironic thing is that when you cut through it all mm. and you get past the chickens coming home to roost, you get past the sharks in the water, the piranhas devouring that gorgeous marbled piece of ribeye steak. Mm. You get past the Spartans. You get past the Persians. You get past Thermopylae. You get past. Uh, Dick Enberg and uh, Al McGuire calling that great game uh, bird magic. You get past all this stuff. What are you left with, right? You're left with a company that uh, has very little to defend itself with um, in its uh, market that it, it developed. They're sort of wearing short shorts in a long short era to carry on with the basketball. Yeah, the emperor has no clothes. Good point. So there they are, Facebook, <coughs> victims of their own patenting policy at this point. And it will be interesting to see, and it, 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 it has to happen, what other big tech companies fall prey to their own short-sighted, profit-driven approach to the patenting. You know what I would do right now if I were a competitor of Facebook, if I wanted to be a competitor of Facebook? Yeah. I would go in and I would market. Right now, Facebook has offered the folks who are users of Facebook the opportunity to download all your personal data your interactions, your contacts, your photos, all this stuff. Sort of the Rosetta Stone of setting up a new social media site. I would market an identical site to Facebook's almost um, without the, um, the, the private data being sold to advertisers. Um, and if you do that, I think, I think there's a way that you can certainly gobble, uh, gobble up market share from Facebook and then develop new ways to monetize not personal data, but to monetize your base of um, right. Well, of, the, the, yeah, I mean, the, all of these companies are going to have to find new revenue streams because I think this is the thread that's going to you pull on it. It's going to unravel this whole thing. I mean, it's going to it's going to fall right back into Google. Google makes no money if it's not by selling personal data. That's all Google does. They don't have any products. Right. They're so proud of the fact that they don't sell any. Uh, they, they don't charge you anything to use. Gmail, but every time someone sends you an email in Gmail, go ahead and type an email in Gmail and ask somebody, you know, a friend of yours, if they want to have pizza in Boston in a couple of weeks. You'll see ads for pizza. For in pizza, Boston. you want to say you want a barbecue? Friends, well, friends you, that's another thing. Right. But they they take that information. They take the information that you have in your uh, online searches. They take information about your click paths on. Uh, Which on is why they bother you to log in all the time. You ever wonder why they bother you to log in when you're doing a search? It makes no difference. Or to log in when you're going to get directions. If you're going to use Google Maps and you're going to get directions someplace, yeah. it's because they're going to collect all that data, all these free applications that they lure you in with. They're collecting all of your personal data. They know they know way more about you than. I mean, it just kills me that people are concerned about the government intruding upon their privacy. Google, Amazon. Um, certainly Facebook, any of the rest of these social media companies, Apple, Samsung, they know way more about you than any government does. The government's not sophisticated enough, believe me. I mean, the, the government can't even ask questions on the census without the whole world blowing up. Right. I mean, in this case, it, it really is outrageous when you hear about what they're doing. But at the same time, the, 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 the point we're trying to make is not um, that patents should somehow insulate improper conduct or patents should insulate overreach to build a business model on the backs of everyone that wants to share a photo of their six-month-old kid. Um, what we're saying is that the patent system, which these companies have destroyed uh, in large part with their lobbying over the past decade, 
um, is not there to protect the markets as these companies are exposed to the light of public opinion um, and folks are actually finding out what it is that they're doing. Well, and it's, and it's not a question of, <clears throat> of trying to defend yourself from a legitimate, disruptive, innovative company because a legitimate, disruptive, innovative company is going to patent new technologies, not copy your existing technologies. And so this is a situation where Facebook has now opened itself up because of all of what has become public. And, hey, it is their fault. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not like they're getting some sort of broad deal. But they've opened themselves up to this, and now they're not in a position to protect their own technology from other existing large incumbents who have the financial resources to basically just copy what they're doing in a moment of weakness and pull all their customers over to some new platform. I mean, there is going to be some new Facebook, and people are addicted to social media. And so there is going to be some new Facebook that's going to arise from somewhere. And unfortunately, because of the patent system being weakened, it's not likely that that's going to arise in ways that we would hope with some innovative new company that has come up with a better way to do it. But rather, it's going to be replaced by some other large incumbent simply mimicking what Facebook is doing without having to worry about Facebook being able to prevent them from doing that by using their patents. And we're going to find ourselves with essentially Facebook too, and you know Facebook is it is is going to go the way of the dodo bird. Yeah, and we're not saying either is right. In fact, both are wrong. Right? One, the use of private data by these companies to build a business model. If you look at what they're disclosing, it's just bullshit. They're not they're not disclosing at all the extent to which they're using private data. So that is horrendous what they're doing there but on the other side um, just as horrendous is the failure of um, the United States to keep its patent system at the at the forefront of global innovation and the company you know one of the companies that has played a very large role in this in lobbying is Facebook and so mm -hmm. it you know you could say use whatever um, analogy or colloquialism you want to use to um, sort of show that but you know at the end of the day um, I think both things are both things are are horrendous and I think what's happening on the regulatory side with the use of private data is great and I'm glad that that's finally being dealt with and I hope it actually gets dealt with where it even matters more than Facebook because it's one thing to uh, have a bunch of people uh, messaging about you know going to brunch or about the some video of a dog but it's another when you have a, a leviathan, a true leviathan like Google with its tentacles uh, in everything we do, um, making 10 times as much money as Facebook on the sale of personal data without any disclosure whatsoever. Um, so I think that's terrible. But I also think, and there may, may or may not be a remedy for that that saves those companies. But I think on the patent side, uh, it is critical, critical that folks recognize that what has happened in the last 10 years has been abhorrent and it needs to be uh, quickly reversed and I think you're starting to see the sows you're starting to see um, the uh, seeds planted to reverse some of that by uh, the new folks at the patent office and we'll talk about that in future podcasts so I, I think maybe going down um, uh, the list of uh, boxes that we need to check on this podcast um, We've certainly set ourselves up for a doozy of a would-you-rather here. I think that's right. I'm going <laughs> yeah. to throw that out to you. It's from one of okay. our 
listeners, Albert Douglas, Albert Douglas, little Al, Albert Douglas from Ontario, uh, Canada. Oh, an international he, listener. He, he appears to be, yeah. Little, little Albert is using his dad's shortwave radio to listen in here today. Oh, I appreciate the effort. Huddled by the fire in the shortwave. Thank you, Albert. So Albert asks us, um, are you going to do Would You Rather? And if so, would you um, please use the one that I'm um, going to write about in this email? Uh, the answer is no, Albert. We won't be doing that. Now, of course we will. Come yeah. on, Albert. We're just kidding around. Stay with we, us. We like to kid. So would you rather, would you rather mm. um, be a member of the, uh, the Spartan squad that fought the Persians at the Battle of Thermopylae? Mm. Or would you rather be um, a member of the um, Spartan squad that supported uh, Irving Magic Johnson in his uh, battle with Larry Bird in the uh, Indiana State Civil Wars? Uh, I am going to go with the Spartan squad at the Battle of Thermopylae. That's one of the great historical events. Well, my friend, I think you know where I'm going to go with this one. I am. Because I, I don't have no idea. No idea? I have no idea. I know from earlier in the podcast you said you were asleep in Anchorage, Alaska at the time of the uh, 78 game. In Fairbanks. Fact, Fairbanks. Exactly, Alaska. exactly. Great coach. Um, but you, the, the look in your eye yeah. leads me to believe that you don't have a fucking clue who Irvin Magic Johnson is. So I'm, I'm assuming I know which direction you're going to go, but until you say it. Yeah, Magic Johnson doesn't do it for me, just yep. going to tell you. I never thought he was that good. I think James Worthy is probably the key to that team. Stick. Stick. But I that, will say this. Even though he wasn't on that Michigan State team. <clears throat> no, he wasn't on the Michigan State team, but, you know, he wasn't magic until he went to the Lakers. Well, he was actually nicknamed Urban Magic Johnson in 1978. Yeah, but he wasn't magic, if you know what I'm saying. I wasn't, have any idea what you're saying. wasn't He's the on the cover Lakers. of Sports Illustrated with the nickname you Magic. You don't have the cover of Sports Illustrated. I can find it for you pretty quickly. Okay, no, you can't. The actual cover itself. And none of this picture on the computer thing. No, no, my friend. The actual photo. You don't have it. Forget it. Why are we even talking about it? I am going to go with the historically significant Battle of Thermopylae, arguably saving Western democracy by protecting Greece from coming under the purview of the Persians, allowing the Greeks to defeat the Persians the following year. And uh, that's, that's the direction I'm at. What about yourself? Would that one? Would that do it? No. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't say magic. No. No. All right. So how about yourself? How about myself? Well, presumably you're going to go with the basketball team. How about this one? Is that one okay? Over a class of warriors. Magic show? No. No. It doesn't call him magic. It's just the magic show in all caps. So what? Could be talking about him pulling a rabbit out of a hat. It doesn't call him magic Johnson. I, I, think you, I think there's something wrong with you. Oh, likely. I truly do. Likely. I truly been do. running with you for over a decade, for Pete's sake. It leaves a mark on a guy. Yeah. Here's another one. Magic Inc. Are you going to come up with a pick? No, I'm just I've proven you're wrong now three separate times. No, you haven't I would go Michigan long. State. I'm going Michigan State all the way. First of all, I think the Michigan State Spartans were tougher than the, the Spartans that fought the Persians. I think they were more battle-tested. I think if you ask me who I want in a fight to be on my side, it's Magic Johnson, it's Greg Kelser, it's that great... Michigan, you can look that up. Greg Kelser was the center on that team. That's who I would pick. I would not, I, I, I would, 100 times out of 100, if I had to pick someone to be in the foxhole with me, it is not going to be one of the Spartans from Greece. 
it's going to be one of the uh, Spartans from East Lansing, Michigan. Write that down, folks. That's all you need to know about David and his grasp of history. And that will wrap things up for us here on this episode of IP Frequently. I can tell you both me and my buddy David are looking forward to getting out of this godforsaken bunker. Uh, we recommend that you take note of where your personal data is. It's not clean. It's very dusty. Woo! There's owls down here. Woo! And we, we quite frankly need to get the hell out of here. Woo!